Hello and welcome to the We Are Guernsey podcast, where we bring you interviews with leaders from the global finance industry, as well as news and developments from Guernsey's financial services sector. My name is Rosie Alsop. I'm Communications Director here at Guernsey Finance. For those of you who aren't familiar, Guernsey is a leading global finance centre and we work with clients and business across the globe to deliver industry-leading expertise and products. The success of the industry here is underpinned by economic substance, political stability and asset security and we're committed to the cause of sustainable finance. And you can find out more about that in our sister podcast, the Sustainable Finance Guernsey podcast. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Paul Oliver and John Taylor. Paul is Group Managing Director at Lancaster Guernsey and has more than 25 years experience in financial services with various senior management positions in Guernsey. John's currently supporting Lancaster's development overseas in the Middle East, having worked for a variety of high-profile companies developing and implementing strategy. On this episode, we will discuss trends in the Middle East and the capabilities of Guernsey as a jurisdiction well-placed to service clients based in the region. Welcome to you both, John and Paul. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Well, Paul, let's start with you. Um, can you tell me a bit about yourself and your background in finance, please? Yeah, sure. Hi, Rosie. Um, so um, I've um, been in Guernsey finance industry for um, probably nearly 30 years, actually. Um, originally, um, I was investment management trained, um, and now I'm a chartered fellow of the Securities and Investment Institute. Um, when in the investment markets got a bit rocky um, in the um, early 2000s, I turned sort of poacher to the gatekeeper and I um, uh, actually went to work for the Guernsey Financial Services Commission for a period of time. Um, following a number of years there, um, I then left and joined uh, Ravenscroft Stockbrokers and Wealth Managers. I worked up to becoming Chief Operating Officer, um, assisting them with launches of the Jersey office, uh, their wealth management arm, um, and also listing them publicly on the the TISE. Um, I've been with Lancaster for the last sort of over 10 years um, and continue to enjoy the challenges of working in um, Guernsey finance industry um, and believe at the moment there are a number of opportunities for us to explore as a jurisdiction Um, and I am Guernsey born and bred and lived all my life in Guernsey. Excellent and John how about you? Sure thanks Rosie well actually I don't come from the um, from the finance world at all but let me um, let me share with you my background and how Paul and I um, essentially came to be working together now so um, my background is I have um, roughly about 25 years experience in, in a number of BD marketing sales and strategy roles across um, the UK, Europe, and lastly the Middle East. Um, I've worked for big four accountancy practices, the Irish Government Trade Board, Coca-Cola, international law firms. And it was in the context of the latter that I came across um, Paul Oliver and, um, and Simon Graham, the group, uh, the group CEO of, of Lancaster, whilst I was working in Bahrain um, between 2012 and 2017. So it was during that time that I, I, I met them. And I was really impressed by um, Lancaster's client-centric and personalised and personable approach to doing business. So when I set up on my own um, as a consultancy practice, focusing on the Middle East, Lancaster were an obvious fit. Um, for both of us, I'm delighted to say, and I'm very pleased to be supporting them and developing them in the Gulf region. Well, it's great to hear from you both. Um, so Lancaster offers a range of financial services, perhaps reflective of the finance uh, industry in Guernsey. 
John, can you tell me why Lancaster is looking to the Middle East in pursuit of more business um, and maybe a little bit about the sort of opportunities and why it's so interesting? Yes, yes, sure. Thanks, Rosie. I think for me, it's um, th 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 there was a, there's a clear gap really um, in the market for um, independent, impartial, impartial and sort of flexible um, advice. And there's a lot of companies that are very large um, and have become perhaps a little bit unwieldy in terms of how they manage client relationships. Because um, Lancaster deliberately keep their client numbers low, it means that they can effectively and efficiently serve client needs. I think that's really important when it comes to the Middle East, which is very much a face-to-face -face culture, different from Europe, um, and founded on building those, those relationships based on trust. So you know, in recent months, we've witnessed um, a number of approaches and requests for support from clients who, for whatever reason, have become perhaps disillusioned with their current providers over issues such as transparency, you know, fee structure, communication, and that's all the areas that Lancaster really excel in. So for me, it was a very obvious fit to um, to be working with um, with Lancaster in this part of the world. Interesting. Paul, what about you? What's your uh, take on that? Yeah, um, so if I, if I wind back um, a little bit in terms of um, Lancaster's approach, um, we're, we're solely uh, independent, 100% um, Guernsey owned. Um, and so, you know, we can, we can sort of pick and choose with the, the markets and the clients we look at, um, which just gives us that flexibility um, to, to look at opportunities. Um, and we've been going out to the Middle East for, um, you know, nearly coming up to nearly 10 years now, sort of um, eight, nine years. Um, and when we first started, we, we sort of we do a sort of regular strategic development review of, of markets and, and the clients that we look after. Um, and as John said, we we are um, a small uh, number of clients we look after by design because ultimately it's it's about customer focus and service. Um, and when we look at the Middle East in terms of opportunities. Um, the the generational shift in wealth um, successions being passed down from from patriarchs and matriarchs um, that have made their money in, in operating businesses um, it, it sort of fitted with our ethos in terms of as John said the, the relationships um, and the face-to-face -face building of those long-term uh, relationships uh, and looking after the families um, which is what Lancaster is, a sort of quasi-family office, um, uh, you know, uh, boutique uh, offering. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been exploring it for a number of years. Um, and so we've, we've got a, a sort of vast number of, of uh, contacts um, in, in the network, intermediaries, lawyers, um, and, and direct face-to-face -face, um, clients now. So, um, and it's just building out from there. And, and with the way that um, now that Saudi is opening up as well, um, there, there is there's a massive shift in, in opportunity in, in, in terms of looking after those families and protecting the assets for the next generations. So, John, what are the benefits of using finance centres like Guernsey uh, for high net worth families and individuals who are looking to develop a financial legacy in you know ever evolving global climate that we find ourselves in? Yeah, I mean, I think Paul's probably closer to the to the Guernsey picture than 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 I am, to be quite honest with you. But it's been very clear from our um, uh, you know, from our recent trip to the Middle East, literally only only two three weeks ago, that um, Guernsey has a high reputation as a um, finance jurisdiction. I think there's a number of reasons behind that. I mean, the, the obvious ones are tax neutrality, what, what good regulation, a stable place to do business. But I think in practical terms, um, the, the the time zone is not too far away from the Gulf. There is a small enough community to 
for people to know each other in terms of providing a full client service. And when, when I mean that, I mean um, wider than the services that are provided by just Lancaster. So we're talking tax, legal and, and, and other private wealth uh, services. Um, and, and I think that sort of, you know, that, that fact that it is, it, it, it is close, it is well regulated and also has legal precedent um, to, um, to follow its own kind of court procedure, if you like, um, means that uh, Guernsey is actually seen as a very favourable location for, um, for families from the region. Yeah. Um, Paul, is that uh, how you see it as well? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think it's um, you know when we, we we were out there a couple of weeks ago in uh, in Bahrain and uh, and Dubai, um, and I think Guernsey's really come to the fore in terms of um, that sort of um, top level finance centre, um, pretty much fully compliant with um, with the FATF AML reg recommendations, OECD um, uh, you know whitelist, and um, with the fact that we've been doing trust. And, and corporate work for a number of years, and the laws and regulations that, that Guernsey have created are now being replicated in Dubai. Um, you know, DIFC trust law and foundation law is pretty much modelled on the Guernsey um, uh, standard uh, uh, laws, um, which is a huge compliment for, for Guernsey. Um, and as John said, the, the, the precedent with the number of cases that, that have been tried and tested through the courts in Guernsey give people in the Middle East that sort of comfort that structures work for, the, for them and there is protections. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, um, it, it's really um, up there in terms of, of when you're looking at finance centres, um, a, a stable government, uh, tax neutral, well-regulated. Um, it, it's, it's coming to more and more to the fore in terms of what clients are looking for because they're looking for that confidence um, that, that somebody is, is looking after their wealth and passing that down for legacy purposes to their family and, and next generations. Good to know that we're ticking the boxes. <laughs> yeah. John, how have families and financial advisors approached the ongoing political instability in Europe being felt across the world? Do you think there's a move towards centres like Guernsey, you know, for, for the reasons that we just discussed earlier, uh, to, to mitigate risk? Yeah, very, very much so, Rosie. I think the, um, you know, the political volatility, the economic um, concerns at the moment have focused people's minds in the region on making sure that there are that they are protected. So I think there's a there's a move to um, uh, to looking at offshore uh, jurisdictions. Certainly, and Guernsey is, is is right up in that list. By the way, it's um, I think just going back to the previous um, question that we were we, we were discussing, you know the. The, the, the fact that the, the market in Guernsey is not saturated, such as other um, offshore jurisdictions, I think that also helps because it's easier for clients to navigate their way around when there's, um, you, you know, when, when it's easy to do so, frankly. And it's, you know, it, it, it takes that sort of complexity and, and, and uh, um, heavyweight uh, uh, aspects to it out of the equation. I think with the, um, with, with the ongoing political instability, you know, we, we are seeing um, clients wanting to, um, use offshore jurisdictions more and more, make, making sure that their assets are protected for future generations. There's also a couple of things happening in the Middle East that are probably specific to that region in terms of how family businesses are structured. And I think, you know, typically the, the, the separation of corporate from family would not have been necessarily that strongly considered. I think that's, that's now coming more into the fore. Uh, we've also got generational um, 
shift and generational sort of inheritance. So, so next generations coming to the um, com coming to the front of the front of the queue, if you like, and also having different designs on what the business might be doing in terms of um, you know core core operational activities. The other aspect to this is also um, tax being introduced into the region. So we've now got a 10% corporate tax in a, in a couple of Gulf countries, UAE included. And that also you know, is, is giving people uh, the impetus. And we're, we're, we're talking to one very large company at the moment that's based out of the UAE uh, around taking some of their operational businesses through Guernsey Trust. And, and that's, a, that's a very obvious move to save them that 10% that tax. Uh, and Paul, what, would you are you seeing a similar thing? Um, is is there a move towards centres such as Guernsey? Yeah, I think um, uh, yeah. Going back to my previous point um, about the sort of well-trodden path and the the longevity of the the trust laws in Guernsey, um, the conversations we were having um, a couple of weeks ago with families uh, questioning the um, the sort of. Uh, putting um, their assets into a trust for their next generation and understanding how that would be protected and also challenged from a from a sort of Middle East uh, court perspective, um, given the Sharia laws in place, um, you know, diff different to here. Um, and I think given the fact that there has been precedent uh, test cases through the Royal Court in Guernsey, where it's been made very clear that, it, that, that they will uphold the sanctity of a trust arrangement. So I, I think that that really stands us in good stead for, um, you know, assuring clients that, you know, it's, it's a big thing to pass their, their assets to, to somebody completely new to manage on their behalf in a, in a trust. Um, but if, if they understand the, the, the reasoning behind it and, and the fact that it is it, it, in Guernsey, we've got we've got a very sort of safe environment, well-regulated jurisdiction that is policed um, and and governed with with, with, with the Royal Court uh, protecting it um, if there are challenges to come. So yeah, I, I think that that is it, it's a really um, positive for, for Guernsey. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's good to know that we are uh, that Guernsey is known as a safe pair of hands there. Um, and and as the world continues to move forward following the pandemic, um, where we're dealing with other issues such as the invasion of Ukraine and um, resulting wealth migration of high net worth individuals, Paul, can you describe how your role has changed over the past few years? Yeah, sure. Um, it's been really interesting, actually, during um, and after the, the, the pandemic, from from business and personal perspective, really, you know, across the board, um, people we talk to, um, entrepreneurs, mothers, fathers, children, their grandchildren, that they've had a lot of time to think about things and what's important to them. Um, and the fact that life is short, and so people want to enjoy their time, um, and therefore we've seen a, um, a real increase in inquiries from high networks that, that are wanting to put their affairs into order um, and then organise it, you know, their legacy for the future. They've built up businesses over many, many years, and they don't want to see that that ruined overnight. Um, you know, and um, you know, with with the Ukraine conflict and and other issues, there's a real danger that things are just unstable where they are. So, um, looking to to Guernsey and and to Lancaster to to assist with helping protect that business for the next generation is really key. So we've had a lot of um, sort of ongoing discussions. Um, we don't do 
tax, Lancaster doesn't do um, uh, tax and legal advice, but we work with um, a lot of um, well-trusted uh, people in our network. Um, so, so clients come with their advisors and we sit down and we work out what is best for them in, in terms of putting that into a structure that's going to work best for them and their family. Every client is different and, and Lancaster, we, we don't sell a, a particular product and we, we don't say, you know, you need to have the trust or you need to have a foundation. It's about working with them and, 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 and understanding their long-term objectives um, and trying to put a, a, the, the best um, structure in place for them for, for, for the long term um, so that it is there and they then can pass that wealth down um, so yeah, it, it's it, it's really changed um, from the outside, and then also in you know from a from a local um, staffing perspective and everything else, you know we've got hybrid working, flexible working practices, uh, and the need for us all to be more empathetic, and it all comes with challenge. But um, you know we we look at things flexibly and nimbly to to just try and sit back and actually understand what what the client is looking for and and, and how we can help. Must sound like that personalised approach really resonates. Um, John, how about you? How has your role changed in the past few years? Well, I think just reinforcing um, what, what Paul's saying there, you know, I think we've all had to um, uh, uh, adjust to um, to sort of different ways of, of working. But it all comes back actually to um, you know, not letting kind of client standards slip and client service. And I, I think... Um, you know, in, in, in these times of, of volatility, clients are really looking for assurance, they're looking for comfort, they're looking for communication as well. Um, and it's really important to maintain that, even, you know, when we were going through um, circumstances such as lockdown, I think it was even doubly important to do that, frankly, um, to make sure that the clients felt, um, you know, felt felt looked after and um, and listened to. And, you know, it's, it's particularly important in this region where it, it, there isn't sort of a ready-made um, uh, you know, set of solutions. It, it's much more um, crafting by um, design and bespoke servicing of the clients. So I think that that again lends itself really well to Lancaster's offering. It's not a it's not a product kind of menu, if you like. It's actually understanding the destination the client is looking to get to, and then coming up with a solution that that meets that um, that meets that need most effectively. Yeah, actually, that kind of leads me on to my next question about. Um about how family wealth planning differs for clients and um, say from places like Europe to those who are based in the Middle East. Um, and how do advisors like yourself balance the opportunities and, and the risks of those two, you know, of the Middle East versus Europe, say? Um, John, if, if I can ask you that one first and then maybe Paul, you could give me your take on that. Yeah, but by all means, I think you know with, with with every kind of client inquiry, when you're when you're deliberately um, keeping your client numbers small to guarantee that 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 excellent customer service, you, you've got to be very selective about who you work with, frankly. And um, and that's 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 part of Lancaster's approach is actually not taking on every single client engagement. It's it's got to be the right engagement with the right client. So, um, you know, it's um it is all about um managing that, that that risk and sort of balancing um, the, the opportunities that come from both the Middle East, Europe and, and, and other jurisdictions, frankly. Um, but the key, I think, really, is, is looking for clients that probably have complex needs, that have evolving needs, that have multi-generational families that will require, um, you know, regular activity beyond, um, you know, uh, the, the sort of, the, sort of the, the, the trust administration uh, aspects of um, of the role, which is which is core, but which I think also, um, you know, there are 
there are additional services that can be offered when you're providing a bespoke service. Cool. Yeah, I think that I think that's absolutely right. Um, we don't have a Lancaster doesn't have a specific client. Um, you know, we we we've got a, a flexible uh, approach um, and and look at things on a case by case basis. So whether that client's in Europe or whether they're in the Middle East, there's there's differing risks with with each you know different jurisdictions, cultures, rules, regulations, tax. Uh, inheritance, forced airship, you know, it's all the criteria that needs to be looked at in terms of how can we help and can we help, um, uh, you know, with given given the resource that we've got internally, um, whilst balancing that with the um, the regulations, the rules, the obligations that Lancaster has to go through. Um, it, it's all, you know, there's no sort of exact science in the approach. I think it, uh, you know, a lot of it comes down to gut feel and also relationship. Uh, it's very much how, how we work. And, and if the client wants to work with us as opposed to, to another licensee, um, it, it's building that rapport uh, and trying to understand how are they going to, what are they going to need? How are they going to want it delivered? Um, we've got a, a set of uh, senior staff um, and the board meet regularly to consider opportunities. Um, but because we're small, we can have those discussions fairly quick and, and flexibly um, so that clients, you know, we, we, they're not waiting around to, to sort of say um, whether whether we can help or not. Um, but yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't think... There is one set of rules for for a Middle East client as opposed to a European client. They all come with their their, their, their differing um, pros and cons and and risks and, uh, and 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 the like. So it's just trying to work through with them and their advisors um, to to get the right structure in place um, and and make sure we get the balance right. It all comes back to that sort of personalised approach, doesn't it? Yes. So here in Guernsey, we are very proud to be a global leader in sustainable finance. Um, and we've noticed that ESG is something that many, many more investors are interested in. Um, Paul, what's your experience with your clients? What do they tell you? Yeah, I mean, it is, as you say, it's a massively growing area. Um, and we do have discussions, um, not um, not every meeting and not not every client, but certainly the, um, the, the larger clients that we see who've got operating businesses in various jurisdictions um, where, where they've got to comply with, with local laws and rules um, are asking the question around it um, and how it works so that they can comply with directives and, and bits and pieces. Um, I, I think um, that the, there is a difference, I think, between the sort of small and larger clients and, and in terms of their focus. Um, but we're definitely, definitely seeing a, a growing area, um, uh, you know, and we will continue um, as, as new technologies come out um, and there's more efficiencies. I think it's going to become more and more to the fore. Um, so, yeah, we are alive to it. Um, and. Um, it's great that Guernsey um, are, are sort of really um, leading the way in terms of, of the products and, uh, and the regulations um, in this way. John, how about you? Um, what's, what's your experience of that being? Yeah, thanks, Rosie. I think just reinforcing what Paul's saying, actually, I think it's becoming increasingly important and it does crop up, um, as Paul said, not in every meeting, but um, certainly more often than it used to. I think also, you know, the nature of the, the, the family businesses in the Middle East are often multi-generational. So a big impact on, on this is actually the, 
the younger generation who are putting, to a certain extent, um, pressure on the um, uh, on the older generation and the businesses to take this issue seriously. Those that also have um, international money or investors that are participating in those businesses, um, you know, also require uh, uh, the companies that they invest in to report on this. So again, that that's also putting um, added pressure on this, which is which is great because I think it's important and. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's becoming increasingly a differentiator as well. It absolutely is. And that's really interesting what you say about younger members of families being far more engaged with ESG considerations. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to see that um, also out in the Middle East as well. Um, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you so much to John and to Paul for joining us on the podcast. It's been great to talk through those opportunities that Kinsey presents uh, to families based in the Middle East and the wider world of uh, private finance in the region. Um, I'd also like to thank you for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed this discussion. We've got a backlog of interviews on the We Are Guernsey podcast channel and you can check them out by searching for We Are Guernsey wherever you get your podcasts. We also have links to John and Paul and Lancaster in our show notes. So do check those out as well. And if you'd like to know more about Guernsey and its specialist financial services sector, head over to our website, weareguernsey.com. We look forward to welcoming you back next time on the podcast. Until then, it's goodbye from Guernsey.